Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Oh, and Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Our old friend, uh, comedian, actor, you'll know him from uh, as Psychic Simon, of course, working with Steve Coogan. That's Tim Key, poet. He's on a new series. He was on Good Form. Yeah, he was very funny, actually. Yeah. Um, we were also joined by Martin Kellner with A Week of Sport on TV, which was fun, as always. And Tom Macklin threw up some interesting stories in an American sports roundup, so we thought we'd give you that today. Yes. We had a chat. We did, yeah. And he had trouble with his mobile phone. Um, and so here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And before we get underway, maybe oh, yeah. Andy may need some help. He claims to have mastered. He claims to have a lock on his phones, but this is what he's done already today. Uh, he's, he's pocket dialed me on the. He's trying to video call me at ten o'clock. I thought there's no reason why he'd be doing that. I'm not desperate to see his face till I get here about half past eleven. Um, uh, the producer was telling us he, I get pocket dialed a couple of times a day by Andy. Uh, he sent in a sea of emojis to something which was a Paddy Power sort of betting promotion uh, with laughing faces and thumbs up. Again, oh, I love in, the sponsors. All in the pocket. And uh, he's topped that by saying, why is my phone on 999 only? Now, you're mm-hmm. claiming uh, emergency service. Are you oh, claiming? It's all right now. Oh, it's all right now. Yeah, yeah. You say you've got a lock on that phone. I have got a lock on that phone. Yeah. So, uh, do you ever use it? Yeah, every time I pick up the phone, generally, I have to punch in the, you know, the why, code. Why do you keep calling people all the time and stuff like no, that? No, don't do it deliberately. <laughs> Never mind. Mr. Technology. You Never the mind. The Angie Jacobs gadget show. Do no. look out for it on TalkSport. I'm 150. Give me yeah, a no, break. That's, that's true. Nan can't. She can't work her smartphone, <laughs> so why can Andy? That's exactly. true. Exactly. Uh, one of them, I always like to look in the uh, court there at Circular in the Times. Oh, yeah. That's one of the strangest things I've ever seen. It's not sport, but it is just so strange. Mm. This is what it says. It was a Thanksgiving service, right? Yeah. Uh, and it says, the Prince of Wales was represented by Mr. Lloyd Grossman. Really? Was he really? I didn't know they were mm. mates. Who lives in a palace like this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he turn out for him now and again? I've heard of that. No. That's incredible, isn't it? Have you can just get different people to do yeah. cookery shows to step in for him? Maybe Camilla gets uh, sort of um, Mary Berry to pop out in her stead now and again. Why not? That's a nice idea. Away from me. And um, I'm glad IFAB threw out the South American idea of a 25-minute half-time. Honestly, but I know at Chelsea people would still be late back. <laughs> 25 minutes, it still wouldn't be enough. To, I never understand that. A twin, who wanted a 25-minute half South American time? Federation. Why is that? To make a few they thought more quick on, yeah, on, no, on the bar? Yeah, they thought it could be more 
ads and also you could do sort of um, nothing a few quid at the bar. The idea was a Super Bowl to style entertainment at half time. Right. Yeah, but I get bored a, at half time anyway. What a terrible idea. Terrible idea. Especially as we out, discovered yeah. the other day that in, in some Scottish games they only have 10 minute half time. Oh, yeah. Imagine if they were suddenly increased to 25. How long can a manager rant at you? Imagine <laughs> you're going to get a full. Imagine Barry Fry giving you the full 20. Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. <laughs> then, uh, imagine all these borough players and oh no, we've got, we got another 10 minutes of this yet. <laughs> Concentrate amazing, the mind, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? Yeah. Ed Sheeran says that Elton John rings him every day, sometimes twice. Yeah. I like Elton, but I wouldn't want him calling me every Go away! Stop calling me. <laughs> would I you call block, anybody? Would you block to... his number. I would. Yeah. It's like the MMA bloke who I can't pronounce his name. Unpronounceable. Who speaks to Cristiano every day? Yeah. What? Who, I couldn't speak to every anybody. I have to talk to you every day. Yeah, but that's different. We're discussing our work. You know, we're not, we're not <laughs> that's, that's why I get pocket called twice a How day by you? you as well to top it up. <laughs> I don't get it yeah. anyway. And uh, I love Ali Ross's column, the unexpected morons in the bagging area, where yes. it's stupid answers to uh, easy quiz questions. Mm. But there's always one in there that I can't get. Right. It's just such a worry. But I actually finally worked it out now. Okay. Uh, the question was, it was on the chase. Yeah. Uh, what TV cartoon On the Rust and Chase. Yeah, very much. That's so. very good. That's the West Indies <laughs> <the West End, laughs> version of that show. Yeah. Ruston does it. He's, he's really <laughs> good. He does, Bred, he does Bred, uh, Bradley's job. Yeah, not West, Bradley. Not Bradley. <laughs> Bradley <laughs> Walsh. Yeah, that's the... Bradley Walsh is the South African <laughs> presenter of the chase. You need... I'll tell you who you need. You need William Conacher, who is the dialect coach to Kristen Stewart in her new role as Diana. Apparently, she's the he's the dialect coach for all the Dianas. That, uh, wow. That's Emma Corrin, who played in The Crown. Yeah. Naomi Watts in the film Diana. So I think I might go to him, so I could sound like her as well. Yes, if you could... Oh, good. Yeah. Might improve was, my style. Just looking out the top <laughs> of your eyes. What was the chase question? Oh, you've gone off Oh, yeah, I've gone off the yeah, idea. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the question Short was... attention span is like a 14-year-old. <laughs> no, I haven't. It was just a segue. Oh, okay. What TV cartoon characters were named after... Four... You must like it when I'm back on. You can't treat the others like you treat me. Oh, I, 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 give it time. <laughs> What? TV? I was just getting in my groove when Max went to Australia. <laughs> I love Max. But he does the same joke every day about he, he puts a picture up from Sydney and, and then he, he makes it as if he's in London. It's yeah. funny once, but like but every single day. Are you trying day. to say Max is the kind of guy that hammers the same joke constantly? <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Well, I, I never experienced that before. And I think he'd be the first to tell you that's exactly what he does. Hmm. So anyway, what's this question on the oh, chase? Yeah. What, TV cartoon, what TV cartoon characters were named after four Renaissance artists? And I had to think about it. It's taken me about two hours. Ninja Turtles. Teenage Ninja Turtles, yeah. yeah. But it's taken you two hours. Well, I couldn't think of it at first. I was thinking, who is it? Uh, it's always tipping point that you get the worst Why ones. Why pocket though. dial Ali Ross? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy's been having some pocket dialing issues. Mm, have, um, video calls, you know, by accident. He's 999 only. He, he says he's got a lock on it, but we've got no evidence of that. <laughs> this is a corker from Harvey. He said, I once pocket uh, dialed my boss while I was in an interview for another job. <laughs> he called me into his office on Monday morning. What a disaster. Uh, I once pocket dialed my brother-in-law whilst telling my son off for misbehaving. I compared his behaviour to that of uh, my brother-in-law's daughter, saying, stop acting like her. She's a spoilt brat. She acts like a big baby, not realising he was listening on the other end of the line. Bit eggy, he says, at the next family gathering. Thank you, Simon and Pendle, for that one. So you can keep Mm. those coming to make Andy feel better about his pocket-dialing exploits. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet T-S-H-A-N-D-J. As someone who's dropped many a catch, yeah. uh, especially in the latter part of my uh, cricket career, the first part of my cricket career, I could field. Second part, I think it's due to my eyesight. The eyes went. They went, and I just couldn't. My hands were always too stiff. I've dropped some really easy catches, but I've never seen one. I showed it to you yeah. before the show. Kusil Pereira. If you want to see a, a fantastic drop catch mm. by the Sri, Sri, Lankan, Sri Lankan wicketkeeper, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. It was a shocker, it? wasn't it? That's yeah. all. One you'd throw to a kid and say, Here, I catch this. It's like a batsman got on edge, but it took all the pace off it. It was like a sort of dolly catch, mm. wasn't it? Straight into his hands. I think it, it was one of those that was so easy, he sort of took his eyes off it. Then yeah. it almost got caught in his pad. Then it just sort of <laughs> limped onto the floor, didn't it? It, it wasn't, wasn't great. It wasn't good at all. This is a this yeah. is a, uh, a good game, though, isn't it? It's a delicately, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's guys on a knife edge, knowing mm. that the mm. holders could go out of the tournament today. There's a lot of pressure on them. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one for you. Can I ask you a football question? Yeah, please do. Uh, there's a lot of stories today suggesting mm. that Real Madrid will let um, Eden Hazard move on in January. Um, he's not getting yeah. a lack of game time there. And they're talking about Newcastle. But, mm. I mean, look, given the choice, as things stand mm. at the moment, is A, is Eden Hazard a, a frequently injured Eden Hazard, the sort of player you definitely want to bring into a relegation dogfight at no. the moment? Uh, or going back to your place. I no. just wondered what you'd make of him under Tuchel. How would it work? It wouldn't. There's no point. Don't go back. Never go back. There's no point. They don't need him. They've got enough players in that position. Mm. They don't need him. What they need is a striker. Yeah. I can't believe that they've gone into the season with one striker and then and a half striker. I don't call uh, Werner a striker. I call him a half striker, really. So they've lost the one and a half they've got. Even Havertz, he's not a striker. You know, so you look at him and think, yeah. you know, that's not your position. So you either. don't think, you don't think, you think most well, Chelsea never, fans would, would say don't let bring Hazard Brochure back. go out on loan. I just wouldn't have, because I, you, you knew you were going to need him. Mm. I don't get it. Same with Gilmore. You know, how can he not 
get into the Norwich team. I can't believe it. Gilmore's one of the best young prospects in this country. Yeah. When you, you ask Ali Ross when he played for Scotland, he's fantastic. Even when he played for Chelsea last year, back end yeah, of the season, playing in the City game, he was brilliant. Sometimes these loans, you know, you sort of don't get them, you know, especially when the player doesn't. Well, it, I was, look, I'm sure they looked at what happened with Oliver Skip at Chelsea and thought, yeah, yeah. he'll get game time, he'll get minutes. Yeah, benefited him. Yeah, well, sometimes he, might he do. does. I mean, it may be, yeah, I mean, from what Farker has said, they are, you know, he intends to play him. He's just sort of getting mm. him up to speed. But, I mean, looking at what's going on at Norwich at the moment, I'd take your chance when you put him in there. Well, I think so, definitely. Um, uh, do you agree yes. that punters are shaking with anger, saying their pub grub has been ruined after Weatherspoons ran out of salt? Well, would you, would you shake with anger? Oh, not at that. I might maybe sort of salt, salt deprivation might cause the shaking. I've got no idea. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Making a welcome return to the studio now is uh, comedian, actor, poet, Liverpool fan. Uh, uh, it's uh, Tim Key. Hi, Tim. Hello, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm I like good. your captain. Uh, with yeah. a sporting cap, bit of table tennis. Yeah. Bit of table tennis. Yeah, mm. that's been the um, the real take home over the last eighteen months. Got into table tennis. Really? Good. It's a very simple cap. It's just it's just a, it's a cap with a, just a table tennis <laughs> a table tennis bat on it. Isn't yeah, it? Quite, yeah. Fair enough. Well, you make it sound like a taped one on. It's made. Of paper, <laughs> no, but it is, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty on the nose. Some people have, to yeah. have a little graphic on a cap. They think, well, "What's that?" But I mean, that's pretty clear what that is, isn't it? Really? It's a basic cap. Yeah. Is it? Is yeah. it from the British Table Tennis Association or? Uh, it's from uh, eBay. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I spent the morning on it. Yeah, I, I knew I wanted a table tennis bat cap. Really? Yeah. The look with the you, 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 the big beard is back yeah. and the cap. Yeah. The, Do you think the, we'll talk about my career as well, or is it just <laughs> no, working down from the cap? We thought we'd work on the cap initially and see where it took us, but the appear, it's very much the appearance of a TV show you may recall, Ice Road Truckers. Could you see? Could you see have, I, have I come on in to promote Ice Road Truckers? Yeah, you have. <laughs> When's a new series starring of Ice Road Truckers? Um, and will you be in it based yeah. on that cap and beard? Yeah, it's November. Yeah. Five again, yeah. I think it is. But it's that look. You look like a you look like a mountain man. Right, great. Yeah. <laughs> you look very smart. Yeah. Okay, thanks. It's not a bad thing. It's a good look. It's, a, it's rugged. It's a good look. Now you're here to tell us about Lasties, yes, mm, which yeah. is a, um, which is uh, in conjunction with another friend of the show, uh, John Kens, a big Fulham fan, of course. We bring it back to sport. Mm. Um, and tell us a bit about it. Um, Lasties is, I think, it's the dream. Uh, as in, me and John were we we go to the pub we're, we're friends. And uh, often go to the pub for last orders and uh, just have a pint. And then yeah. we decided we'd pitch it as a um, wow. as a radio <laughs> as a radio show to Radio Four. Yeah. And so the the show takes place in 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 when the bell rings at, at, at eleven o'clock. To it's basically drinking up time. Yeah. The last fifteen minutes in the pub. So everything's all done. We've had all our conversations, and it's just what happens in that last fifteen minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's quite. It, it felt like quite a speculative pitch, mm. and then they said, "Yeah, you can do that." And there are little kind of stories within that, aren't yeah, there? Yeah, I noticed that the producer or someone has called them plays. I quite like that. Yeah, sounds that's, good. That's, yeah. that's exactly what they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're like they're very small. Like the first the first episode is just um, John wanting to um, John wanting to leave and me wanting him to stay. So he's trying to put his coat on and I'm sort of um, <laughs> wrestling with his zip. So all those touchstones of last orders will be uh, there's bits of those there. Those things that we yeah. all recognise. Yeah, that it's it's all just quite pubby. So there's there's one where the, the I. 
very strongly feel the wrong pianist is playing because <laughs> yeah. there's a piano. That's lit. the pub that is sort of based on is the one we drink in. Right. So there is a piano there. There's this fantastic pianist who sometimes hops up and plays on it. Yeah. So there's that sort of stuff. I think in episode two, John has um, bought his weekly shop, and I'm furious with him that he's gone via Sainsbury's to to the pub. Right. So he's got seven carrier bags full of stuff, and his magnums are melting. <laughs> and then uh, I, I can't remember the other. Oh, oh, one of them we missed last orders, and his niece is at the bar. She's already in, and we get into a pickle with her by um, trying to sort of yeah. latch onto her order. And they are little fifteen, as you say, little fifteen. They're minute fifteen plays. minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, it's a really nice slot. I've done other shows, and so has John mm, in that kind yeah. of Radio Four eleven eleven o'clock slot you know it's kind of just very low pressure just write yeah. what you know what you enjoy and uh, bang it on we won't necessarily drive people to another radio mm. station but it is on the sounds app of course they yeah. can listen to it there and not feel quite as guilty to talk sport exactly listeners. and they should do that in the next hour yeah <laughs> 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 i don't feel guilty about the hat now i feel exactly. completely at ease with the hat chat you've written a book i see he's written uh, more than one isn't he I, I have yeah i wrote a book in lockdown Wow. That's good. Um, yeah, I've got it in my bag actually. Oh, okay. I can sort of wa- waggle it in front of you. Yeah, that's it's one between you. I thought I'd put it there and just see. <laughs> we'll, fight, we'll fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it poems? It is poems. I started writing poems at the start of lockdown, and um, uh, I think a lot of people, kind of creative people, kind mm. of were in a pickle in that first month of lockdown where you're trying to work out. You sort of assume you have to do something, and. Um, I kind of, and a lot of people were sort of thinking, well, it probably should be escapism. That felt like the way to do it. And I went all in the other way and just, it's entirely about lockdown. Really? Yeah, it's 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 unrelenting. Really? Yeah, so it's just poems about lockdown, poems about, you know, all the mad stuff that was happening in that first lockdown. And then interspersed with dialogues that are kind of half imagined and half real between yeah. the people in my kind of circle. Do you think people are getting nostalgic? Or, I mean, in, in, it's a weird thing to say, but we've already seen Help, you know, the excellent drama, haven't we? Mm. Jodie Cameron, Stephen yeah, yeah. Graham. We are starting to see kind of lockdown art, aren't yeah. we? Happening. <laughs> There's we a bit of it there. That's it. I've, actually, I've got a copy of You this. haven't got a copy? Yeah, because well, you came Why on you and spoke about not, it before. So did I give it to you? I, I, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I keep <laughs> giving you it. I'm, I probably wasn't and, here. No, you probably How wasn't many do you think it'll take before you read it? It was. No, I've got it. I love it. It's good. I flick through it. I flick through it often. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I remember like thinking at the start, it's just, it's just, it gonna, it's going to take time for mm. people to like react to it, and for and the stuff will kind of get incrementally better, I suppose. So, like in that first few days, I remember there was a bunch of comedians doing changing the words to um, a song or something, and it was all on Zoom, and you're sort of watching that and thinking, yeah, I don't think that's quite, I don't think you've quite cracked lockdown just yet. Yeah. And then later, like about a month later, there might be something that's a bit more interesting. And then, yeah, I've seen one or two. Like, Daniel Kitson did a play about about lockdown, mm. and it, it, that was really, really good. Um, but I suppose at some point there'll be a film, like in three or four years' time, where yeah. it would just be like that's an astonishing kind of response to what we all went through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people also saw you, didn't they, uh, in in the, the last series... The last Steve Coogan uh, yeah. series as sidekicks. I mean, yeah. did you did you enjoy making that? I you loved certainly looked like. I was yeah. I got I lucked out. That was an exact fit over lockdown two. Started on the start of lockdown two and finished at the end. Wow. So I lived on my own in lockdown. So I suddenly had a, a whole lockdown where you're kind of socialising. Mm. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. And there's lots of masks and lots of COVID regulations, and uh, <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit weird in the evenings because you can't really you're in a hotel but you're not allowed to. There's no hotel bar, and it's like it's so it's still not perfect. 
Yeah. But I did feel like I had this sort of automatic, um, you know, there was at least people around in that lockdown. How do you keep us? I mean, mm. I often wonder watching you because they do a lot of reaction, sort of yeah. cutaway shots. Mm. I mean, how do you keep a straight face in in those moments? Or oh. don't you? You're a bit of a corpse. Oh no, I, yeah, it's not too hard actually. I don't find him that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get, yeah, I don't get his humour. <laughs> don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> never really see, <laughs> see why people like him. Um, no, I, d I think I've always found that. I, d I don't think that me and Steve tend to corpse. Like, I, right. I do think, I, th I think you can just sort of um, start working with someone and you, you just know immediately you're done for. And with, with me and Steve, no, I don't. I, I think it's not too bad. I mean, there are some takes, particularly me, laugh. I mean, there are, there are bits where it is hard because he's a genius mm. and it, <clears throat> it is really hard. But um, in general, yeah, I think I can just about manage to hold it together. I, th I think also you get lots of takes and stuff like that, yeah. and and I think that sort of stuff really starts to ramp up the higher the pressure is. I think if it was a live show in front of an audience, then that the stakes would be that much higher that I might sort of you know turn to jelly a bit more. But mm. I just about do manage to keep it together. I think. And um, is it, is it you stick very much to the script, or is it improvised a great deal? It's, it's changed. Well, the thing is, it's very much kind of. There's not one rule for one and one rule for another, but I do sort of know my place. I mean, mm. right from the start when I came in, <clears throat> and it was two of us in a in a room, you do know why you're there. You're there because the writers and Steve have decided yeah. they can get more out of this character with this kind of foil next to him. Mm. So I know that's why I'm there. But um, no, I think gradually it's kind of it, it has loosened up. Yeah. And, and they're writing the part differently now for you yeah. because that character's grown, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think you know Steve is really. He's he's incredibly nice to work with. You know, he's very very supportive and stuff. So it's more like finding courage within yourself rather than him saying you're not allowed to do it. It's kind of thinking it's a bit of a it's a bit much if I try and be funny as well. Yeah. But once you sort of have the you know your confidence, then yeah, it's kind of okay. I I, I do feel like I have a kind of a free reign, but in a very sort of very specific way because yeah. obviously every scene is about Steve, as about, about Alan. There is de definitely a distinction between Steve and Alan. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same person. No, no, no. They're yeah. very hugely different people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, every scene is about some madness that's happening yeah. in that character of Alan Partridge, mm -hmm. and I'm in some small way in his way or making things even worse for him. So, yeah, it's sort of letting him kind of have his... Um, you know, let him let him let him sort of unravel live on screen, yeah. and me just sort of um, say all the wrong things and just make it a bit worse. Very quickly, plans to do anything together again? No, or? I wouldn't work with him again. No, no I can no. understand. Cool. I've really, I've enjoyed it. It's been a great journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how many? Uh, two last has gone out so far. Two, they? two have gone out, and I think the next one goes out on Wednesday, and then the last one the Wednesday after. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and uh, football wise, very quickly, how you feel about life as a Liverpool fan? Uh, <laughs> well, it's pretty good, isn't it? I watched them on Sunday. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> did you? Yeah, did you did you did you catch I, that one? I, well, I didn't. What happened? Um, it was um, it was very interesting. Yeah, like I, there were some matches that kind of you know sort of transcend football. It was a, it was mm. like watching you know when um, Germany destroyed Brazil, and you're just kind of you can't yeah. quite understand what's yeah, going true, on. It's, no. It was like a dissection mm. that you're sort of privy to. Yeah, it was very strange, and you, I'm sort of you know you can't help but kind of get a little bit obsessed with. I mean, Liverpool, that team's come and go. Like, you know, you get really good teams and there's weirdly probably three of them this year. But it is very interesting watching Man United. It's such a strange kind yeah. of um, period that they're in. Well, lovely to see you, Tim. Yeah, lovely uh, to see you. And the book, you should tell us what the book is Oh, yeah, called. the book is called um, He Used Thought as a Wife and um, Andy can have that one. Yeah, thank and you. And it's available in... Um, 
I, I was going to say all good bookshops, but I don't yeah. think all of them have got it. But no. certainly Waterstones. <laughs> good stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, lovely to see you. And yeah, last year's available on the Sounds app. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Martin Kellner, of course, has been keeping a close eye on the uh, sport on TV this week. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you, boys. You all right? Yeah, we're not too bad. Glad to hear your you. equipment's working. A bit of a disaster, wasn't oh, it, last week? total disaster last week. I've actually got a guy from uh, Virgin Media who's going to come round. I talk sport, you know, he carries such weight mm. throughout the world of technology that they're actually going to come round and have a look at me hub. Well, that's, so, that's good. it's just a sea of innuendo, isn't it? You and after last week, and uh, <laughs> more or less, more or less. Um, yeah, some good stuff on this week. The, the uh, program I really enjoyed, uh, as you've mentioned on the past once or twice. I'm a sort of recreational better. I do like a flutter from time to time. Not quite on the scale of the great, the brilliant uh, late Barney Curley, yeah. uh, the man who beat the bookies, which is the title uh, of a documentary uh, currently going out on BBC Northern Ireland. Mm. It's on the yeah, iPlayer. It's a co-production between RTE and the BBC. Barney Kelly um, had a very famous TV moment, didn't he? Which I think oh, most yeah. people who've watched, uh, you know, mm. will know him from his his big fallout with John McCurick, the late John McCurick, on yes. TV when he when he turned on him and said, you know, basically said, "I did you a favour when you were in tr- all in trouble." It was a really quite a tough old bit of TV, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was. Um, there's a little bit of uh, I presume that was on the program after dark that mm. they were both on, which was a an amazing show mm, that was on like there. That. Yeah, I used to love it as well. Now this was um, an at, you've seen it, it was an, at the races. They were both actually at a course, and John McCreek came up, and um, and Luke Harvey was there, and he just he he, he steams into both of them really in the oh, TV right. company. It's a fascinating bit of footage, yeah. Oh, I've not seen that bit. I suspect that might be on um, on YouTube. Yeah, the bit that I saw was Barney Curley and John McCreek on the same uh, issue of After Dark, hosted by the great, the also late great uh, friend of mine, Tony Wilson, mm. uh, who, who you. Know, who, who compared that as a brilliant show but the whole story of Barney Curley is just fantastic you know going right through to the end when he set up this uh, charity in Africa he built hospitals uh, he built clinics schools all that sort of thing but you know it takes you through from his childhood very very poor it's a, it's a beautiful documentary and it's very well well made um, 1975, for those who don't know the Barney Curley story, 1975, he'd been losing a fair amount of money. He, he owed the bookies uh, £10,000, which he, uh, in the programme, says was a massive sum at the time. Mm. Didn't need to add it at the time, not for me, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, and he, he got this horse called, uh, this I thought was mildly amusing, the horse is called Yellow Sam. Uh, it's gone down in uh, in history, um, which was because he called it the horse Yellow Sam as a tribute to his dad, because his dad apparently had a rather sallow skin. So um, it does seem, a, yeah, it just seems an, an odd thing to name a horse after your dad's jaundice, but he did, and he called mm. the horse Yellow Sam. It was um, under-handicapped, if you like, you know, it, it sort of went under the radar. But then, of course, if you're going to put loads of money on it, uh, you need to do it um, secretly. You couldn't do it nowadays. You really couldn't, not with the internet and everything. But in those days, um, you could. You know, you could go around putting like 10 quid on at various bookmakers throughout the whole of Ireland, north and south. And he had this fantastic network of people who he managed to keep quiet, put all this money on the horse. And, of course, it romped home at uh, 20 to 1. Would have been, I mean, he says on the programme, would have been about 6 to 4 if... You know that amount of money going on it had been taken into account by the on-course um, bookmakers. Mm. Uh, managed to keep the jockey quiet. Michael Furlong was the name.
of the jockey. So I thought, there's nominative determinism for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, it's very hard to find jockeys that keep their mouths shut, but he, he did. And, and brought on a, a, another few uh, coups. And he made a lot of money on that. Then the, the, the other famous story about him is that he, uh, he had a lottery to buy his house. He auctioned off his house. Oh. Uh, he had this manor house in Ireland and he auctioned it off uh, and made... Um, the, he got a mint. The house was worth, I think, about three hundred thousand in those days, and uh, he made a million. R- lo- you know, raffling off. Got done by the courts for having an illegal lottery. They fined him five thousand pounds, and he said, "Here, have ten. He All gave, right, <laughs> gave <him> ten thousand. <laughs> like sting in Quadrafini. That's good. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, a fantastic. It's mm. a great story. And, and the great. Obviously, they've no footage of the actual race, which was in a place called Bellewston, uh, County Neath. Tiny little course, very windswept. The only connection was a was a phone box outside the track, and uh, he got one of his um, one of his cohorts to block up the phone box and tell everybody he was uh, he was phoning the hospital in Drogheda where his uh, his auntie was hovering between life and death, mm. and therefore nobody <clears throat> would uh, would disturb him from the phone box. Yeah. Uh, Willie Mullins, interestingly, is interviewed on this. Was in the same race, this small you know riding wow. another horse. And uh, heard this yellow sound that nobody it, had any regard for, so we're coming past him. It's an RTE program, isn't it? But it's on the BBC iPlayer, Martin. Is that right? Correct. Or, it's a yeah. co-production RTE and BBC, but it's on BBC iPlayer now. Yeah. And I would urge anybody to watch it because it's um, it it's good. absolutely brilliant. He and died earlier this year, Barney Kearney, didn't he? Which he did. That's right. They made it as a tribute. Yeah, yeah. They made it as a sort of tribute, mm. and the, and the great thing is the good works that he did before he died because at one stage he said he wanted to be a priest and he had a sort of very philosophical attitude to life and uh, poured all this money that he'd made on these betting coups into like I say clinics and hospitals in Africa wow. brilliant. brilliant now you're also going to talk about Hansi Cronje yeah this is this is another this is a, a new series on Netflix uh, the series is called Bad Sport. Mm, I've heard it's very good. Yeah, this yeah, it, yeah. it is good. Well, mm. I looked at the title sequence, you know, for the whole series of Bad Sport, and being Netflix, the title sequence, you know, the budget for the title sequence is probably about six times the size of the budget for a normal broadcast show that you'd see on BBC or ITV. It's uh, it's very slickly done. Um, but the Hansi Cronje story, I think, if you're, you know, if you've ever heard people bandy about the terms Greek tragedy, yeah. this is the ultimate ultimate Greek tragedy. You know, the roots of his downfall were seriously within himself, if you know what I mean. It's very, very Shakespearean. And uh, interestingly, you see, it, it's a contrast with bookmakers, because all the bookies that you see in um, in the Barney Curley show are all these twinkly sort of, uh, ha-ha, hello there, type of guys. <laughs> they're, all, they're all channeling Val Dunican to some extent. Yeah. But, well, you know, all that sounds like the Bonzo Dog Doodop. <laughs> yeah. Like when Val Dunican pops. So. Yeah, <laughs> great song that was. Uh, no, but this is, do you know what I mean? The bookies that you see in the Hansi Cronje story are of a different uh, different ilk uh, altogether. Um, so is it we, a more sympathetic take on what, what Cronje did? Because there wasn't a great deal yeah. of sympathy for uh, for him at the time. They're a former South African cricket captain and legend, for those who don't know, who yeah. went bad. Did they mention the leather jacket? We were always fascinated yeah, by the, the leather, leather jacket. The leather jacket was uh, doesn't, quite key doesn't to occur in the, what, uh, What's the leather jacket? This doesn't occur in the documentary. He was given but... a leather jacket at some point, wasn't yeah. he? As, 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 and it seemed, it seemed hell of a thing to destroy yeah. your reputation on. 
It's been well, a, absolutely. a fine well, cut of leather. It was all a ridiculous thing to destroy your reputation. And as uh, somebody in the programme says, because he, he had this relationship with the bookie in uh, South Africa, Marlon Arnstrom, he sort of, you know, once they, what they said in the programme is once they've got you, They've got you, mm. if, if you like. You, do you yeah. know what I mean? He, th- yeah, that yeah. was that was where it all stemmed from. Whatever else happened, um, and uh, he didn't actually throw a match. I mean, th- I think his, his biggest crime was uh, Herschel Gibbs, and there was, there was another player as well who were the only two non-white players in the team, um, who he sort of tried to corrupt, if if you like. Um, and I know Herschel Gibbs was banned as well, wasn't he afterwards? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was sympathetic. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, as I said, you know, the roots of everything that happened was within Hansi Cronje. He liked money, somebody said that, and uh, thus he spoke to bookies and got himself in yeah. a lot deeper than he should have done. But so he's still a bit of a hero, you know, he was still, oh, yeah. you know, I think he was still a hero in South Africa. Well, at the height, uh, remember we were talked about it at the time, mm. we have to go, Martin, but at the, at the time, the, the sort of height of everything that was going on and he, he, he basically admitted or everybody knew what he'd done, there was still mm. like a sort of 75% oh, approval yeah. rate well, for him as a, as a national hero. We are out of time, yeah. but yeah, well, um, Virgin Media, <laughs> um, fingers crossed, you will be back overnight for us for the full yeah, well, they final. Call them now, Virgin Media, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> That's their well, new from, slogan. From, from, <laughs> you mean, well, yeah, they've never let me down. I should be touching wood at the moment, but I know you yeah, had a bit of a nightmare nightmare last week. But the they man went from, completely off there after four o'clock. But we did uh, we did manage to get back on, and uh, right. I, I listened back to it. It wasn't noticeably worse than it usually is. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so one till six. Um, one till six. Overnight. Yeah. And tomorrow. there's a, and an extra hour this weekend. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I hate it when the hour goes back. <laughs> there's going to be an More extra work. hour. Is um, it Ridiculous amount of work. It certainly is. Well, we look forward to it. Cheers, Martin. All the best. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then, look at the world of American sport with Todd Macklin. Good afternoon, Todd. Hey, boys. Before we get into the fluffy stuff, Todd, we've got plenty of audio to play people today, but Mm. the World Series is underway. Where where are we at with that in the world of baseball? We are going into Game 3 of the World Series between the Houston Astros and Atlanta Braves. Uh, They each won the first... uh, they split the first two games. So it's one, one first team to win four wins it. Uh, Braves haven't won since 95 uh, Houston won a few years ago within the last three or four years. But as we know, they, they cheated to win that world series title, right? Because of the sign stealing uh, uh-huh. uh, situation. And so, yeah, so I think for them, there's a lot for Houston. There's kind of a way to say, Hey, we actually did it without cheating. So I think there's a lot of, you know, they they really want to win this one uh, this year. Now, um, on Netflix today, mm. dropping, as I believe the kids yes, say, correct, yeah. um, is a new series, Colin in Black and White. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, obviously made with his approval. It's a sort of drama, his life story. He interjects as himself at oh, points. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play you a little excerpt of it now before we chat about it. Growing up with white parents, I assumed their privilege was mine. You too good? Fine, thanks. Yeah, I'm good too. Thanks. I was in for a rude awakening. We going ultra black. What's up with Kaepernick? The hair. Something climbing out the back of his head. Not acceptable. Pitch black like the night. We going ultra black. It's November, and you have no offers for football. You want to be somebody's second choice? I'm ultra black. 
You're just going to have to prove them wrong. Why am I always the one that has to prove them wrong? Yeah, good stuff. Mm. Uh, good performance. Uh, Jaden Michael was the, the main part in it. And you may have uh, recognised Nick Offerman, who played Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec for many years, who's playing his dad. So a good cast. And I've only seen the trailer so far, but um, there's been much talk about that in, in the States, Todd? There has been talking about it. I think it's important. I think it's a, an important story. I think the way they're doing it will appeal uh, to people that don't know the story. Because, listen, it, it was predominantly a sports story um, for a lot of people. And I think with the way they're doing it, it um, will reach a lot more people. And, you you know, you made fun about, hey, the, the show is dropping. And I think you have a chance to reach a lot of young people who didn't know about the story. Because if you just said, hey, we're going to do a documentary on, on Colin Kaepernick, we think he's an important figure. I think a lot of people, a lot of young people would not be interested. It would probably be released on a sports platform, which, again, wouldn't reach a lot of people. And I think the way they're doing it on Netflix, which, hey, the kids, all the kids have Netflix, um, is a great way to get an important story to a lot of people. And I hope that's the case. Hey, I'm going to watch it. I know a lot of the story, but most of my knowledge about the story starts with Colin Kaepernick as an NFL quarterback. I don't know much about the backstory, so I'm really interested in that. Yeah, of course, for those that don't know, Colin Kaepernick mm -hmm. was the man that put taking the knee back into the, yeah. the, the world's consciousness uh, two or three years ago and has suffered the consequences in his career. Uh, subsequently, despite what the uh, NFL say. Uh, we move on then and mm. on to basketball. And um, if you can imagine a scenario on Monday Night Football where David Jones and Cara are sitting there and there's an empty chair, <laughs> basically, <laughs> and then 10 minutes after the show started, Gary Neville wanders in, so putting his earpiece in, <laughs> doesn't really say, sorry, I'm late. Uh, now, this is what happened with uh, Shaquille O'Neal on Inside the NBA. It was only sort of show two of the series. And it's not the first time he's turned up late. Again, we'll, before we talk about it, this is the moment uh, when Shaq just kind of wanders into the studio and he gets roasted for it, obviously. Hey. 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 Just wandered in. Hey. <laughs> we, we, I really want to hear this one. This is how you walk in. You know, this is a yearly thing now. I know. Yeah. The first day in Atlanta, this is yearly. <laughs> I'm not even talking to y'all right now. You're not talking to us. Why, you mad at us? Come on, come on. What's wrong with you, Ben Simmons? You mad at us? We asked you to show up to work? What's wrong? I apologize to you, Ernie. <laughs> well, <laughs> what about the great Ernie? Dwayne Wade and Kenneth Smith and Charles Barkley? What's up, Shaq? How are you? Are you, are you, are you, are you hey, you're going to get on your phone, phone as soon as you get on TV? No, I, I just want to. <laughs> Well, hey, bring her the phone to practice. Bring her <laughs> Yo, phone you to are show. really taking this a little too far, Mr. Hey. Simmons there. <laughs> hey. Crazy. It's, just, it's just, brilliant the way he's annoyed. Yeah, he's, 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 I'm not apologizing to any of them. It's, uh, <laughs> did he ever explain what happened? He did. He said he put the wrong address into his Maps app when he drove to the studio. <laughs> of course. And as you guys said, they've been doing the show a long time at that studio. So, yeah, it, it is it is priceless. And you got to understand that, you know, they're on the air. They do a, a doubleheader on TNT on Thursday nights and Tuesday nights as well. Um, and so they, they, they would have been on the air from about 6 p.m. until 2 a.m. So this little bit you heard about would have continued for, you know, six hours, seven hours over the night. So you can imagine 
how much fun and how much angry your shack would have got throughout the night. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, Tom Brady, uh, the uh, quarterback, mm. of course, the legendary quarterback, has done a, uh, an advert for Subway in the USA. And you think, well, okay, yeah, people endorsing products, fine. Mm. Uh, the thing is, it, he doesn't eat bread. And they even allude to it uh, in the ad. It's done like a very, very expensive sort of black and white, push black and white sort of... Um, uh, aftershave ad, but we'll, we'll we'll play it to you now. Seductive, irresistible, yet forbidden, bready. The new fragrance that says Subway has so much new, it didn't fit in their last ad. So they bought time in mind to talk about hearty multi-grain bread. Freshly baked. Smells so good, I can almost taste it. Well, he clearly doesn't need the money, does no. he? Well, so, right. At least they say he doesn't eat bread. Yeah, at least they, they do say that. But it's odd. It's a weird ad, isn't it, Todd? It is. I will say this, too, uh, because everyone's reaction was the same. And, you know, Tom Brady doesn't eat bread. How can he do this? So Tom Brady had to release a statement on Instagram, and I will read it for you. Uh, <laughs> qu- quote, people are wondering about my new partnership with Subway. As this new commercial will tell you, I don't eat much bread, but at the end of the day, I recognize greatness when I see it. And that's why he does this. And again, at the play on the greatness, he's great, right? Like, so it's uh, it's a weird ad. uh, And yes, he doesn't need the money. But again, it gets people talking about Subway, which is the reason they did the ad, right? And finally and briefly, uh, the Michael Jordan uh, industry obviously continues. A pair of Nike airships from 1984 sold for £1.1 million at Sotheby's in Las Vegas. Peculiar they look like battered old trainers. Well, they are. They're match-worn from his they first are. season with the ball. So that's why people That's why people want them, because they're, they're match-worn. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah. 1.1 1. 1 million. Fifth game. Yeah, he wore them in his fifth game. Guys, we've talked on this show about his underwear going up for for auction. So, yes, it does not surprise us that now these are the richest, I guess, shoes uh, ever bought at an auction. Uh, incredible. But anything Michael Jordan wore, including underwear, <clears throat> is worth something to someone. And that's gone up, really, up post sort of last dance. Is that, Could have been a new put- pair for $100. Yeah, but you're not you're not a collector yeah, of. But he didn't wear them. them. No, he didn't. Wear. So yeah, Todd, has it has it gone up? Has it has it become more expensive because of the notoriety of Last Dance, or has it always been covered in sort of Jordan memorabilia? It's always been a certain. Uh, but I think listen, Last Dance certainly helps, right? Mm. I think again because of the Netflix, it just got people that maybe wasn't consuming sports. It got them interested, um, and yeah, it just it's crazy now that everything Jordan related. Uh, is just in the millions. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again on Monday. Who's coming in on Monday? Do you know we got on Monday? I'm looking at the producer. He hasn't got a clue. If any of the uh, listeners would like me to pocket Darwin, just send in your number. That's quite nice, yeah. It, it'll be nice for you to get three o'clock in the morning to get a WhatsApp video call that you didn't want. Okay, Phil Tufnell's in on uh, Monday. He's always good value, Cat. so we look forward to that. Uh, Have a great weekend, Andy and I will see you on Monday. If you can join us on one, great. If not, podcast will be available at about 4.30. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.